Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Welcome to the good news. Excited to have Dr. Joe Arve here. We're going to talk about health and good news as my top of the show co-host. Good afternoon, Dr. Joe. Howdy, howdy. So you have a big event coming up on the 17th about women and health, and I'm going to co-host it with you. So I'm putting it in my calendar right now as we speak. But I want to start with some good news and also mention our second segment. Um, Susan Mead, I interviewed her a couple of months back, and I sat on another show and said, you've got to be on my good news show. And she wrote a book called Dance with Jesus, From Grief to Grace. And my mother uh, read it because she lost her son. And then she also lost her sister, uh, and her, uh, it's just so many things went on, and God gave her such a sense of peace. And I'm always astounded, Dr. Joe, by people who go through the most painful losses and somehow have a sense of peace that does surpass all understanding, and you can't explain it any other way than God, because when you're in that kind of pain and that peace washes over you, how else can you explain it? There is, there is that's exactly what it is. And so whether you... Are aware of it or not that you know he is a loving father he does have us in the palm of his hand and he hurts when we hurt and he's happy when we're happy and so it's his favor and his goodness that protects us from things and it's goodness and his favor that that brings healing or changes circumstances and the more we can tap into that power that's what allows us to have peace to go through the most horrific situations and I think that that kind of piece is so powerful to explain to others why your faith is so strong, because they can't imagine you going through. I, I'll never forget a, a colleague of mine. He was young. He was like maybe 32. And he got taken from the newsroom in an ambulance. He was our assignment editor. And he was dying of brain cancer. He never got out of the hospital. So he went straight from his job in the newsroom, straight to the hospital. And he ended up passing away there. But when I would come to visit him, he had such a strong sense of peace. I'm like, you haven't gotten married. You haven't had children you haven't done this and that and he was peaceful yeah and I, I i couldn't even as a strong christian i couldn't even wrap my head around it yeah it, it's a peace that passes all understanding we're not supposed to understand wow. you know until we get to the other side of heaven it's powerful so we'll talk to susan mead i think you'll be impressed That'd with her good. faith all right uh, in some good news um dr joe I wanted to share a story with you because I know that you've worked with uh, many Olympic athletes, Mm -hmm. uh, wrestlers, judo people in terms of getting their fitness level and their nutrition level up to the competitive standards to win medals. And this little boy deserves a gold medal. He's only six. And he not only is an amazing wrestler who's very strong, he has no legs and he has no home. Uh. And when you hear his attitude... I think to myself, how come we can't have this attitude when we have legs and we have a home? Yes. Like how at six years old is this kid so, he talks about being like a warrior, or, you know, that he's a, you know, a st- so strong and he's so good at what he does. He's so positive. I just, I can't. I, yeah. I, I love him. Yeah. So let's listen to part one and then we'll discuss and listen to part two. Cool. Let's go, let's go. The Long Beach Gladiators train hard to be the best wrestlers in the state. Go! The biggest effort comes from the team's tiniest warrior. He could do anything. He's that type of kid. He's six-year-old Isaiah Bird. The 42-pounder wrestles unlike any of his opponents. Isaiah has so much spirit, energy, and talent, he's undaunted by what he's missing. I have no legs, but I don't need no legs. I'm a wrestler. I'm a gladiator. I don't mean I'm stronger than everybody. A birth defect left Isaiah without legs, but his personal battles don't end there. Isaiah is homeless. He lives in this shelter at a Glen Cove church with his mother and one-year-old brother. His family can't afford a wheelchair, so Isaiah gets around on his hands. Life isn't easy, but Isaiah has a couple of things going for him. He has a mother who encourages him with unconditional love. My son, he goes above and beyond everything he does. That just makes me want to do so much more for him as a mom. Yeah. Isn't he just mind-blowing? And he's good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've seen. I, I've personally, I have wrestled against people who have, who are paraplegics or yeah, paraplegics, and it's a different experience. And if they're good, you know, sometimes it's it's an advantage because so they can just use their wrestling's arms. about your height level, and if you're the lowest, if you can lower your level and you can do things, I mean, it's just it's just amazing. You know, it's like eventually you're, you're like, I'm not feeling sorry for you. You're strong, and you can perfectly <laughs> get around because exactly, he doesn't need a wheelchair. Again, our limitations are in our mind. They're not in our in our physical abilities or lack of that. You know, it starts in our mind, and, and he, there's nothing that can beat him. He says he's a warrior. He te- he says who, who he chooses to be, and there's no question about it. And that's what God gives us. The the you know we have all kinds of reasons to have a bad day and excuses, but this kid just is is what a champion's all about. And you know and and that's what Olympic champions are. Is they just believe in themselves more than everybody else to keep pursuing. And, and with this kid, and we saw pictures of him. He's a, he's a little guy, but I wouldn't want to mess with him. No way. Uh-uh. <coughs> he is awesome. All right, here's part two. Isaiah also has a coach who believes in him. He came into my life and he made me appreciate life even more. Impressed with Isaiah's strength, Coach Miguel Rodriguez suggested he give wrestling a shot. Wrestling is a sport that you really don't need to have legs to be an athlete and compete with kids that are normal. And it was on the wrestling mat where this little boy with half the body but twice the strength learned to stand tall. I like winning. I have six medals. Soon I'm going to get seven. Section 11. In fact, Isaiah won so many matches this year, he qualified for the state tournament. And while Isaiah is taking down his opponents, he's lifting the spirits of everyone in the crowd. As a disabled child to come out here and to show great sportsmanship, was absolutely amazing. Come on! Come on! Get his leg! Isaiah's final match was a real knockdown dragout. The gladiator's tiniest warrior showed plenty of fight, pinning his opponent to pull off a win. An amazing feat by a little boy born without legs. What Isaiah isn't missing is heart. It feels awesome. It even feels. Amazing. <laughs> you know, you're just saying, Dr. Uh, Joe, about how we uh, place our own limitations in our minds. And a story that I shared in the good news a while back had to do with Olympic goal, uh, star Dominique Mosianu, who uh, is a gymnast. And uh, uh, there was another girl in Illinois who looked a lot like Dominique, and her name is Jen Bricker. And she was also a champion gymnast, but she doesn't have legs. Mm-hmm. And so come to find out, all these years later, Jen Bricker finds out that Dominique Mon- Mosianu is her sister. And it's like, whoa, her sister is this gymnast that looks just like her who has legs and went to the Olympics. And here she is, a champion in Illinois, and she finds out that Dominique Mosianu's parents had a baby, Jen, Uh with no legs and gave her away, gave her up for adoption. And she got adopted by a family who didn't treat her any differently. She grew up with brothers who had legs, and her parents would never allow her to feel like she couldn't do something because she didn't have legs. So without legs, she played softball. She was a tremendous athlete. Obviously, she had Olympic genes, you know, mm-hmm. and she became um, a medalist, not in the Olympics, but, right. you know, in her own state um, as, as a gymnast. Isn't that mind-blowing? Just... And talk about being in her genes to be a gymnast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it's just kind of, God just, you know, God's funny. How he just works things out and how there's just, it just amazes me when we allow these things to to flow and to watch these stories and to, and to see his goodness like that. And it's, it's all, I mean, our handicaps, our issues, our, 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 whatever defeats us starts in our mind. You know, we're creating God's image to be health, to be champions like this little guy, to be warriors, to literally, you know, God's got a good plan for our life and it's to be full of health. You know, and so I and just you use I, all these things. That's what I, I think is so cool about you. Um, you obviously don't look your age. You know, you look so much younger than you are, but you use food as medicine. Yep. You use exercise as medicine. You use spinal adjustment as medicine. You use the fact that you don't put, you know, these um, uh, different chemicals in your body and foods that are like bright orange and bright green and whatever. You don't put that because th- that's bad medicine. Yeah, it just doesn't, you know, we, we know the promises. You know, you look at any medical textbook, you look at the Bible, you look at all the research, it says the body has the capacity and the ability to live a very long, strong life, even up to 120 years. 
but somehow we have forgotten that and we've lost hope in that promise and it's my job is to restore that hope restore that promise and then teach people how to get that promise back into their life through the food they eat through the the, the way they exercise through the way they think by correcting the nerve system by detoxing and getting the poisons out of their body and literally see this thing that God created come back to life so whether it's cancer or heart disease or depression or arthritis or or gastrointestinal you know tummy issues you know all these things we see healed in our offices every week because people are just simply getting back on track with God and letting them you know here's here's the thing not necessarily trying to go back to where they once were but getting the upgrade becoming that new person that God prom- promised them to be so whether it's losing weight having a new attitude having new relationships you know that's what we really see as a transformation process taking place in our lives and that, that's why I love about doing this I've done it for the last 23 years in Northland and I just it just I love about it every day you know one of my friends is very health oriented I'm actually going to see her later today and she always says I love Dr. Joe's segments and she's always she brought me that um, what's that it's not tea but it's that drink that a lot of people drink anyway she brought me that like four or five years ago and now it's like hip and healthy and so she 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 loves listening to you because Mm -hmm. she eats the way that you tell us to eat but for many years people would say she was kind of weird she gets it yeah Yeah, she gets it Yes, kombucha. that's it. And I told her it kombucha, tasted kombucha. like a like a like a barn, or smelled <laughs> like a barn. But um, now they have a more flavor. Now she it's would cool. brew it herself. She did before it was cool. Yeah. Oh, way yeah. did it before it was cool. Yeah. And my, you know, it's funny. My older, my sixty-seven-year-old nanny, maybe she's sixty-eight now. She looks like she's about forty-three, mm-hmm. and she keeps all these weird concoctions in my fridge like that, yeah. and um, goat's milk and all. You nice. know, all these, uh, so anyway, when she leaves and she leaves these concoctions in my refrigerator, I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. But you know, the way she looks, the way you look, the way. My my girlfriend looks it speaks for itself what you guys do you're like walking billboards for health and so what you're doing is working and it shows yeah I mean our family you know it's it's funny you know there's this old song by um, called um, shining star I think by the Manhattans and in one of the verses it says that people all the people around are trying to have a love like ours and that's what my wife and I have as far as ourselves and our family. And uh, I just love the song. I listen to it almost all the time just to kind of remind me and, you know, and keep me in love with my wife. But um, the thing is, is that, you know, we have a choice. We either can see today as just another day just to be miserable or we can, you know what, say that today can be a good day and not beat ourselves up. When we make a mistake, we say, you know, that's not me. And we move on. And so it's really a choice. As, and, and, and I feel that our mission is here is to help people get their hope back, people get their healing back because it's there. You know, if you walk out to your yard and you see it brown grass, you turn the water on so it goes back to green grass. Well, people are walking around with heart disease and cancer and depression and arthritis and, 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 and bad tummies, and, and they think, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. It's not. It's brown grass. And what we've been teaching and doing and doing for ourselves and do for you is that we get you back to green grass and then let you have a new life. And that's what we're really, really excited about. I, I came across an article, and we're going to talk about your women's health event coming up that I'm going to help co-host with you um, in October. October. But there's another event coming up sooner. And mm-hmm. these events Dr. Joe has for free because he has a real passion for helping people get healthy. I came across an article called How Food Hijacks Your Brain, and you talk a lot about this. And it says processed food manufacturers like, for instance, like that Kraft macaroni and cheese, mm-hmm. um, They hire teams of scientists to create edible substances that achieve the bliss point. What does this mean? It's the perfect blend of chemicals, salt, fat, sugar, additives that make a food intentionally addictive. Mm -hmm. It gives new meaning to the old potato chip slogan, bet you can't just eat one. Of course you can't. And then they have all of these sugary items. And I know, Dr. Joe, that sugar is addictive. My kids get crazy around the prospect of getting sugar. And um, my husband saw a show and, you know, I'm pretty healthy. I've really cut back in the two years or so we've known each other. I rarely eat sugar. I don't drink any pop. I don't use any artificial sweeteners. And I have a fairly clean diet. I would say my biggest slip up is every once in a while, um, a carb, like a white bread or something that, you know, when I'm out or whatever. So with that said, I I would say I'm 85% on the right track with how I eat and what I do. So my husband, who's, 
he likes food that's not so great and he has no weight problem, but that doesn't mean he's healthy. He sees a program the other night and he says to me, so I was watching this doctor on TV and he was talking about, uh, you know, sugar and how bad it is for you and artificial sweetener and also, you know, soda and, uh, you know, that fats, that fats are actually something you should be eating. I, look at my, I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> Dr. Joe has changed the way our family eats and I've been yeah. talking to you about this forever, but sometimes he'll still make his own thing for dinner. Right. It's not what I've made for the family because he still likes to eat junky. And he comes to me and tells me what you've been teaching us and I put into our family for the last two years. He tells me he saw it on TV and this yeah. is how you're supposed to eat. Yeah, it probably was Dr. <laughs> Perlmutter, you know, and he, he wrote a great book called, um, you know, Brain Maker. And, and, and again, all these doctors that are coming out now and reporting this stuff, it's not new. They just have realized that what they had been doing, unfortunately, was not working. And now when they start doing the very things that we're talking about, tapping into this healing promise that God's given us and God's powers in the body, he's tapping into this by basically saying the same thing. And now he's getting greater results with his patients doing these doing these basic um, natural things than the heavy pharmaceuticals or the, the medications and things like that. So, yeah, it, it's just very exciting. And, and, you know, and it takes people credibility and different things to listen. But you hear it, you hear it, you hear it, and then you hear it. Well, and what you've done for our family, I would say, here's what I do. When I cook and when I purchase things now, because, you know, I used to be afraid of spending a lot of money on grass-fed beef right. and this, that, and the other because we're really on a budget. Okay, with that said, everything that I choose and that I eat and I prepare, I think of it as medicine and an investment in our future. And so that's how I view food now. I really view it like medicine. Yeah. And I don't know why we think taking a pill is okay, but then eating the proper foods is like, well, that doesn't really matter. Yes, it does. So talk about these two events you um, have coming up so on September 12th we have an event in our office it's free called breast cancer 101 oh, that's that a good one. you know what are what what thoughts what foods what inactivities what am I doing to my life that would set someone up set a female up or a male up for breast cancer and like like every 19 seconds someone is diagnosed with breast cancer oh. and so it's just getting worse and worse and worse and so the thing is is that what can we do to help not get it first of all and if you've had it in the past what can you do to make sure it doesn't come back because that's the thing right. and so we talk about that so it's going to be at at 9 30 um on september the 12th that's a saturday at our office and then what we're really excited about is on october 17th you're not going to be co-hosting uh presented by cancer killers but it's a women's health wellness day so, so we're going to talk about heart disease and cancer and arthritis and depression and 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 gastrointestinal disorders and what you can do every day now to live yourself out of that to get healthy get strong and overcome these issues so no longer part of your future even though they're part of your past and i've been to at least five or six of your events if not more and yep. every time i feel it's a recharge a reboot and yes. so a couple of things get better after that and then a couple more things get better and they're like oh i'm not yep. yes and it's like each time it's like i'm taking a step forward in my health yep. uh, so i want to make sure people know how to sign up for these two events again october 17th a saturday i'll be co-hosting that with dr joe mm -hmm. and then the other event is september 12th saturday at 9 30 in the morning and both and, free and both are free and we're gonna have a really good time with that free for your listeners it is it is it is fun free for my li for exactly. the listeners okay and yep. then how do they um, get a ticket you can uh text me or call me at 303 Three four nine sixty eleven again three zero three three four nine six zero one one or go to spinegeek.com and contact us and email us through there. Excellent, and uh, I'd love for you to come. And there's also an event that I have coming up, Doctor Joe. I'd love to have your wife or some of your daughters. You've got a big family. We have four kids. Four uh, kids. Uh, come to my uh, women's conference, nice. and it's eight thirty a.m. to about two p.m. in the afternoon, October third. So go to angieaustinradio.com, and uh, yeah, uh, it's awesome. all ladies, though. So you can't come. Sorry, Doctor Joe. Can I wear a wig and sneak in? <laughs> you probably could. We'll be right back with Susan Mead, Dancing with Jesus from Grief to Grace, next on the Good News. Pleasant to your ears, rejuvenating to your soul. 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Hey, it's Angie. Do you have things you want to give away, but you know, you feel like, oh, it's too nice and I just want to give it away, or it's too much of a hassle to bring it down to donate it? Well, guess what? I'm very good friends with the ARC organization. My friend Francis Owens is here, and you'll come pick up our stuff for free. We will. I won't personally, <laughs> although I guess I could. Yes. I actually do some of that, but we would love anything you'd like to donate. Nice items, even if they're not quite so nice. Things sell. It's amazing. It's like you're always on a hunt. Please call 303 
338-JANE, which is 303-238-5263. We'd love to come pick up anything you'd like to donate. Well, I have to tell you, we donate a lot because my husband refuses to let things hang around the house. And he used to just <laughs> aim for the trash. And now he knows no. we have an ARC box. Yep. And you know we've even brought a trailer load down. And that's before I knew that you would come pick up things for free. And if you want more information about shopping with a purpose, they have great items at ARC. All of the money stays locally to help the disabled community. Go to arcthrift.org. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just... I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning. And I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. Hello, it's your pal Angie Austin. You know, I have to tell you, if you enjoy the good news, I would love your support. I would love to team up with you, to partner with you, and help you grow your business or your nonprofit. And also, you could support the good news at the same time. I know all of my sponsors personally. I really enjoy working with these advertisers because we have friendships as well as a business relationship. This show means the world to me. I have a passion for sharing good news, and I have a passion for my faith, and I would also have a passion for you and, and building your business as well. You can reach me at angieaustinnews at gmail.com, angieaustinnews at gmail.com. I'd love to work with you. Hi, I'm Angie Austin with the good news. I'm Angel Tessie with Experience Pros. All right, so we're radio hosts who want to make your life better. We have an excellent event coming up. If you're feeling low, you're feeling blue, you've had a difficult past, you're depressed, whatever it may be, we have an event coming up called Real Women, Real Issues, Real Solutions. And Angel, you are going to talk about your family life. Absolutely. A tough time that my husband and I went through several years ago, how we managed to get through that and actually come out as a healthier husband and wife couple. And I am so excited to share this story for the first time at Real Women. And I'm really excited to talk about overcoming the past. And I've lost family members to drug addiction, murder, etc. And I want people to know how they can become a victor in life and not a victim uh, to forgive and get over the past and the steps that you can take in your own life to achieve your goals and get the life that you really want. The Lord wants that for us. So we'd love for you to come. It's October 3rd. It's in Highlands Ranch at the Jubilee Church. Are you excited, Angel? I am so excited. Ladies last year said it was life-changing. So please come join us. Angie Austin Radio com click on events no need to wait until sunday to sing your favorite worship songs join in right here on 810 klvz where love lives hello it's angie austin always thrilled to have you with us on the good news i'm so excited for our next guest susan mead she is the author of the book dance with jesus from grief to grace you know i interviewed you in a shorter segment for another show and i said oh my goodness you are perfect for the good news i really want to hear your testimony because you've been through a lot as many people have and you've come out with your faith you know shining and so i really think that you're a great example for others on how to um uh, you know deal with grief and the difficulties that many of us deal with in life well, angie i appreciate that i tell you what the one thing that I've learned in this walk is God shines the brightest light in our darkest moments. Well, and in Dance with Jesus from Grief to Grace, you know, my, my mother lost her son, my brother, to murder and another son to uh, meth addiction and homelessness. And, you know, it's had a very difficult life, a lot of physical abuse, et cetera. And she, uh, I knew, would be touched by your book. And I wanted her to read it because I think you teach us to be a victor with Jesus rather than a victim without Jesus. Angie, that's so critical that we remember he redeems everything and everything is intended for good. And I can't say that murder is good, but if it changes our character, if it changes who we are, where we look and how we trust God, that's the good that comes of it. And God forbid that losing two sons, I can't begin to imagine that loss. 
Well, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, loss, one of, the, one of my favorite authors speaks very highly of you, Lisa Turkhurst. Yeah. And she said, quote, Susan has personally experienced one of the deepest forms of grief, yet she writes this treasure of a book from her point of grace, not grief. I plan to give this book to all any of my friends that find themselves crying and needing someone who deeply understands. So let's take it back a little bit. First, let's talk about why you wrote uh, the book Dance with Jesus, and then let's talk about your testimony. Okay. Why I wrote the book, I was actually doing the Experiencing God workbook, Angie, and one night... I love that workbook. I do too. Oh, it's so wonderful. Yes. What is it? Eight million people have been impacted by that. Oh, I love that. Me too. But I was doing it, and the question one night was real simple. It says, what does God want you to do right now? And I heard in myself sing my love song, and I laughed at God and said, you're going to have to send me a bucket because I can't carry a tune, and you know it. And you know, when you get sassy with God, he kind of talks back a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) So so that next little nudge that I felt in my spirit was what's in your hand, use it. And I had a pen in my hand because I was doing a workbook. Really? Yeah, Angie. So literally I swept the workbook away, got a new journal out, put pen to paper and just wrote. I mean, words flowed out onto the paper about 530 in the morning. I put the pen down, head to bed. And the next morning, or that afternoon, whenever it was, you know, when you go to bed that late, you forget. Right. But that first email I saw was Proverbs 31, She Speaks, Speakers, and Writers Conference. Wow. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) So that was how the book got written. I literally thought it was just an answer to a Bible study question. Wow. All right. So let's go back as to why, you know, the Lord thought that you had such an important message to share. Let's kind of go through your testimony and why, you know, you have such um, uh, an empathetic or sympathetic um, bond with people who've been through pain. Well, I lost my youngest son, Kyle, the last night of spring break. We'd actually buried his uncle um, at noon that day. And that's the last place I saw Kyle. That's not something you ever anticipate. With someone who's almost 80 with cancer, that's, you know, that's part of life. But not a 20-year-old vibrant young man who knows people all over the world. And when my older son, Matt, called the next day and said, Kyle died last night. Angie, that's still hard to say. Still hard to say seven and a half years later. Right. Because the reality is that's when my world crumbled, my knees buckled, and I almost literally hit the ground as my world shifted below me. And, but God, <laughs> he shows up in such magnificent ways. And what he did in that walk through that horrific black, oof, I don't even know words to describe it because I don't think there are earthly words for that deeper loss. Yeah that he literally showed me a picture of Kyle in a dream the morning of Kyle's service. I I had a dream that Kyle was dancing with Jesus and Angie, Kyle was in his blue jeans, his Scooby-Doo shirt and his blazer. He was at an official hockey function. There were two hockey sticks crossed on the wall behind him and think deep squat. Kyle was in a really deep squat with his arms circled in front of him dancing. And Jesus was mirror image dancing with him, Angie. And how did that make you feel? What did that do to that deep, dark pain you were feeling? Well, Jesus stood up and pointed to me and said, this is to bring you great joy. I taught him how. I taught him how to dance. And Angie, if that's to bring me joy, I'll take it all day long because that was from Jesus. And I'll take that all day long. And I'll trust that he gave me that dream for purpose and a reason. And I think so many times, you know, um, in the midst of grief, we hear, you know, stories um, like yours and people who either don't have faith or haven't experienced um, peace in the midst of a loss can't even understand how you could find even a little glimmer of joy in the midst of finding out that your young son in his er early 20s had just died. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's no joy in that piece of it. But when you know 
that he's in his eternal home, that God showed you that he's dancing in heaven with Jesus. I mean, where do we want to be when it's our turn? I, I can't imagine a more beautiful picture than just total joy in heaven celebrating for eternity with our Father God and his Son and and all the other folks who were there ahead of us. I just can't imagine how beautiful that's going to be. Now, in terms of loss, you'd already mentioned just lost your brother, um, and you'd had the funeral that day, and then Kyle died later that night, and then there was more loss still in your in, in your story, in your testimony. Right. It was actually my brother-in-law. Four years earlier, I'd lost a sister, um, a brilliant Ph.D. nurse named Betty, who did the unthinkable. She bought a gun and used it on herself, Angie. Oh. And when my mother told me that is when I went from knowing about God to knowing God. I physically felt a caress across my heart from shoulder to shoulder. I heard out loud, I've got her. She's mine. And the possessive mine. And then the Bible says there's peace that passes understanding. Well, I experience peace if there are no earthly words to describe that heavenly experience. And never before or since have I felt a physical touch or heard a loud, audible voice. That internal spirit, yeah, but an audible voice, never. And that exquisite peace, oh my goodness. And that literally changed my faith walk from knowing God to knowing God. Yeah, I can imagine it would. I'm curious about um, your mom. Was she also alive uh, alive when... um, Kyle, your son, her grandson died? Yes, she's still alive at 91 and walks a mile a day. She's a hoot. Oh, my goodness. And so she also has had to deal with these losses alongside you. Has she experienced a relationship with the Lord like you have? Has she, you know, been there alongside you or has she dealt with it differently? You know what? Mother's the one that introduced me to our Father who art in heaven, my mother and dad. And I still have dad at 92. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, or 90 also. <laughs> they, you know, they're the ones that we were in church when the church doors opened. And I grew up in church and with them teaching Sunday school and teaching us to love the Lord and mother teaching me to hold his hand. And, you know, Angie, the one thing that I realized once I lost Kyle, I didn't understand how my mother had experienced losing her daughter until I lost my son. Right. A sister so different than a child, and I had no clue. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, 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 I agree. You know, I just, you know, those memories of, you know, that I see all the pictures of my brother when he was little. They called him Brycey, and oh. he, you know, with his red hair and his big smile and his freckles, and you know, all the pictures of the things he did long before I ever came along, and all, you know, my my parents first born, and so their memories of him are so extensive. Um, and, you know, they cared for and nurtured him. So it is a different loss, a completely different loss than losing a sibling um, and, you know, and, and at the hands of someone else. And I guess shocking, too, because my brother was 32 and Kyle, as you mentioned, just 20. Right. Um, you know, when they're that young, you're not expecting that phone call. And yeah. so even more shocking and when it's when they're so young, as, as you mentioned. So. In terms of um, this grief of losing your sister, your, your brother-in-law, your son, um, what, what do you want us to teach, what do you want us to learn in your teachings in the book, Dance with Jesus? To me, the most important thing that I learned was when I looked down within myself in that grief was when it was darkest. I was kind of, if you closed your eyes and held your hand over and put your head down in that mourning position, that is dark and lonely. And I realized that if I'm looking down, (laughs) I'm defeated. I'm looking at my feet and I'm defeated. The one thing that I also knew that is if I looked up, I could see light. I could see friends. I had two friends who'd lost sons and were living and were laughing and were loving again. And I knew if they could, I could. And Angie, I literally probably became a Bible gateway junkie doing word searches. I had to renew my mind with the word of God. So I knew what he said. He comforts those who mourn. He binds their wounds and heals the broken heart. I word search, comfort, mourn, you know, you name it, love, hope, (laughs) peace. 
I dug in and, and literally renewed my mind. And I had to do that on a daily basis. I still depend on that to keep my life focused and centered and looking up to see his light. Well, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, writing this book to comfort others, which it's doing because I've been reading reviews on Amazon about, you know, other people who've lost someone, you know, this experience now being used to reach people that that's the club no one wants to be in, the club of a parent who's lost a child. And so these people are are flocking to your book. They're looking for something in the midst of their pain. Are there any stories or anyone that's reached out to you that's really touched you and you think, well, that's why God had me write this book? Angie, there have been more than one people that have reached out. Oh, and I'm sure. Absolutely. And it's it's so humbling to know you made a difference in one person, much less multiples. And if we can help shine the light of God, that's what we're here for. And that's what our story's for. Because he said, by the words of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb, we'll overcome. Well, if I help them overcome that horrible, horrible, horrible loss and see God in the midst of it, holding, comforting, walking with them as they move through that horrible dark period so they can step into his light, there's a blessing. Any, you know, I know you've received so many, but any that really touched you or you just felt a kind of, like you said, you're humble, but like a satisfaction in knowing that, you know, it was painful to write this book, but it was the right thing to do or any stories that maybe someone shared with you that even helped you heal more. Angie, my mind is just littered with, there's so many that I've read. I had a a woman who said, I lost my 20-year-old daughter. Two years ago, I wished I'd had this book to help guide me then. There was a, a woman who'd lost her husband, which I have not experienced. But that grief walk and the fact that at the end of each chapter, God had me turn the spotlight on the reader and ask questions. So I literally felt like he was telling me, write every single reader into this book so I can talk to them. One of the things that was really unexpected is in the adoption arena, one of my friends said, Susan, your book's gone crazy over here because we're mourning the inability and the grief of not being able to conceive or losing a baby that we're almost adopting and the mother withdraws it after. Who knew? Do, do, do you ever come across, because your faith is so strong, Susan, and you know, and you and I are both Christians. Do you ever come across someone, because I've met, unfortunately, with you now included, six people uh, besides in my own family um, who've lost a child, and I've interviewed them. Four of them had faith and seemed to have a sense of peace about them, even though there was still, obviously, pain and loss. And then the two people that I interviewed that did not have any faith, I felt were really white-knuckling it and putting all their energy into, like, an outside, like, foundation or something to keep the legacy of their child alive. And um, both of them, one one, uh, child was 12 and the other, I believe, was uh, 16. And so lost them really, really young. So with that said, do you ever run across people who aren't people of faith, who are really skeptical that you could find any peace or any joy or any resolution um, in in the midst of your pain? Absolutely. And Angie, that's just the reality. There are people out there that doubt. If they haven't experienced themselves, it's not possible for anyone else to have an experience. You know, I've been told I've been brainwashed. Um, I've been misinformed and misled. And the reality is nobody can tell me that that caress across my heart didn't happen. Nobody can tell me I didn't hear a loud voice that says she's mine. They can't say you didn't see, oh, a picture two days later after the dream of Kyle dancing, you know, in his blue jeans, his Scooby-Doo shirt, and his blazer way down low two days after a dream. You know, all those details, they say, oh, it's just God, or oh, it's just coincidence. But my husband says coincidence is when God keeps a low profile. <laughs> I like that. That's cute. I like those, it. those God winks, you know, that you get. But that's more than a God wink. It was a God hug, you know, a God <laughs> a God hug. All right. So I, I just want to make sure um, that we get information on where to find the book. But before we wrap up the interview, um, 
what 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 do you want to say to people? What do you want them to take away from the book after they've read it? Because this is such a deep book about grief and walking through it and the peace that you were given, uh, you know, blessed with from the Lord. Angie, I, the message that resonates with me is God loves us, each one of us. And even in our pain and our hurts, he's there. If we'll simply turn to him and let him comfort us and love on us and help us walk through it, he's there. He loves us. And he wants every one of his children to know that. Do you ever feel like, Susan, that there needs to be even forgiveness, you know, like anger, maybe your sister for taking her life, you know, anger from my mom, you know, at um, my, my brother who, you know, got so involved in drugs and stole so much of, you know, the joy of raising him because of his behavior and that, you know, I feel like sometimes my mom's held back a little bit and, and believe me, I'm not judging her in a way like I, I understand she's gone through so much more than I have, but her lack or her inability, the inability to forgive um, I feel like it's keeping her from any peace. Angie, I think that's very, very wise on your part. If I've not forgiven somebody, if I go back to that big book I like to read, it says, if you haven't forgiven, how can he forgive us? And I don't want to block any blessing. You know, and when we turn to God, one of my best friends says it so well. She says, put those heavy stones at the foot of the cross and leave them there this time. <laughs> Quit picking them up and carrying them yourself to, because they get very heavy and burdensome. But boy, when we remember to lay that down and, and let God have it, it makes the load a whole lot easier. And it sure feels a whole lot better can, when we can laugh and love. And, and I'm not minimizing your mother's loss or anybody's loss. Hear me on that one. But if we can let that burden and the grief and forgive ourselves for whatever we feel we didn't do or for them for whatever they did and let God restore us, there's the blessing. Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I, that the idea of the burden being set at the cross and the big stones, I like to think of unforgiveness like a big backpack filled with those stones, big rocks. And every time you forgive someone, uh, the next morning when you pick up the backpack, that stone's not in there. So if you can unload all those stones and you don't have to carry that backpack full of unforgiveness around in life, how much lighter your load is. And I think that's a real similar visualization of, you know, the stones at the cross. And uh, it, it brings me a lot of sadness that, you know, my mom hasn't been able to live a, a life filled with joy because of, um, you know, the pains of her past. And so I was glad that she found your book to be comforting. And I want to make sure that other people can find it as well. Do you have a website you can send us to, Susan? I do. I actually have two. Uh, SusanBMead.com is where I blog. And actually, the, the month of August, I've got guest bloggers doing a 28-day blog tour celebrating Kyle's 28th birthday. That's beautiful. And dancewithjesus.com is a little bit more about the book. So either one, they can get connected. Well, thank you, Susan. It was a real blessing speaking to you again. Angie, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to share with your, your audience. 810 KLBZ, where love lives. Hey, it's Angie Austin with the good news. I would love for you to come to our women's conference on October 3rd. Michelle, Ron, what are we going to talk about? Oh, we're going to talk about fabulous things to make you better every single day. And I'm going to talk about attitude and choices. Make the choice to come. You'll be glad. And I'm going to talk about becoming a victor rather than a victim. And with some stories from my childhood and what I overcame that I hope will help and touch you. Robbie Yopes, you went last year. You'll be the MC this year. What was it like last year? Life-changing. It was amazing. Please come. Don't miss out on this. Invest in yourself. And Tyra, you're my favorite singer in the United States of America, and you're going to be singing for us. How is it to be involved this year? It is exciting. I can't wait to see what God's going to do. He's going to do something pretty darn awesome. Amen. I was my dream to have like a Women of Faith Denver type event, and that's what we had last year, and we're having it again this year. It's on October 3rd. If you're feeling low, if you're feeling blue, if you need to pick me up, if you need a hug from Jesus, please come. Go to AngieAustinRadio.com. Click on Upcoming Events. 
Hi, it's Angie Austin. Have you ever thought about mentoring someone? Well, guess what? We need you. The Denver Rescue Mission needs mentors for kids and adults. Hello, Alexa with the Denver Rescue Mission. So how can we help you? Uh, You can sign up to be a mentor for a child or an adult, um, people who are um, in one of the Denver Rescue Mission programs. um, And you basically sign up at denverrescuemission.org. And for mentoring, there's a little bit more involved. You may have to do a background check in some of those things. But it's a, a few times a month commitment. And you can spend, you know, an hour or so with a kiddo or an adult and really pour into their lives a little bit when they've come from some some situations in their lives and just be a friend. Yeah, be a friend. And you've been mentoring someone and you find mentoring that young gal very satisfying. I do. I'm mentoring a 14-year-old girl and it's been just a blast. So I really encourage you to, you know, look into it. And give us your website again. DenverRescueMission.org. When achieving your dreams is a bit more difficult than you thought, Infinite Nation is here to help. Carrie Conley is the co-creator of Infinite Nation, and she knows that when your vision is big enough, you can create infinite success. Go to InfiniteNation.com to learn more about the upcoming Vision is Victory workshop on August 27th and get your tickets. During this all-day event, Carrie will teach you how easy it is to get yourself on the right path to making your big dreams a reality. She will show you how to reconnect with and clarify your vision and create measurable and achievable goals for the short and long-term success. If you are unable to attend the Vision is Victory event on August 27th, you can still make your dreams a reality by requesting a free Vision Check phone call with Carrie Conley. She will help you discover how easy it is to get yourself on the journey to achieve your dreams. Call 720-331-8693. 720-331-8693. And go to InfiniteNation.com. This is a good place. I really like it. This is Eric. He's an ambassador with ARC Thrift Stores. Yeah, I started at the Brick Brick and sorting the different Brick Brick stuff also. Then I went to the showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier. He knows that with hard work and dedication that he will advance in the workplace because he also knows. They trust you to do a good job. And he loves where he works. I'm the opening cashier, so I'm there from 8 a.m. to 4.30 and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go. The right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts on there and make sure there's enough bags. Support ambassadors like Eric and the differently abled people in your community by shopping at ARC Thrift Stores. It's a very good place. It's Everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around that. ARC needs your donations of gently used clothing and household items. To find the most convenient donation station, donation box, or ARC Thrift Store location, go to arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Yeah, overall, I'm very happy and thankful, like I said, about ARC. Music to make your heart smile. 810 KLVZ. Welcome back to the good news. Carrie Conley joining us, and she is an expert at helping you and I achieve our dreams. And she is going to talk to us today about, I love this topic, the three things you need to do to be a great leader in your life and your business. Hello, Carrie Conley. Austin, how are you? I'm well, and I'm so excited. This is our first, well, our second event, I guess, but we have a big conference, you and I, um, and on October 3rd, um, you were one of our inspirational Christian speakers, and I'm so excited. I want people to come to that, so please go to our websites. Mine is AngieAustinRadio.com, and Carrie will give hers, because I think it's going to be a life-changing conference. Yeah, I'm very honored to be a part of that, Angie, so thank you for including me. I'm thrilled to have you. So what are the three things we need to do to be a great leader and to, uh, uh, you know, have a successful business? Well, you know, there's lots of qualities of leadership, Angie, and I just did a retreat with my coaching group over the weekend, and we spent one whole day talking about why it's so important that we have to keep working on our personal growth around leadership, especially if we want to make an impact in the world, both personally and professionally. So, but I niche it down to kind of the top three. So the first one is kind of one of those ouch ones, and when I say it, everybody kind of goes, oh, yeah, I'm not so great at that. But it's consistency. You okay. You have got to be consistent in your personal life and your business life. I like How that one. Make- I'm good. I, that's one of the few things I'm really good at. Yes, you are. Um, there's a saying that, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. Uh. And most people in lots of aspects of their lives get very inconsistent. You know, we get super fired up for a short, you know, span of time, and then we kind of go MIA for a while. Right. And, you know, being inconsistent, both personally and, again, professionally, builds a lot of huge energy around having to keep your momentum rebuilt, 
Um, when you're inconsistent in your business life, it sends a message to the world that you are not reliable. Mm-hmm. And so, especially if you're a business owner that needs to network a lot. Okay. Um, you know, good good example of that is I see people network really well for about a month, and then they kind of go, you know, again, MIA for a month or two. <laughs> that actually would be me, because I've networked with you, and then I get so busy with the three kids and swimming and baseball and volleyball and homework that then I say, oh, I just can't network. So that's one thing that maybe this isn't the, the proper season in my life for networking. <laughs> well, like you said, again, it just depends on what you're building. You know, if you want people to know, like, and trust you so that they eventually buy you, Showing up consistently is how you build your reputation and your brand and your street cred. I agree. I agree. Um, So consistency is huge. All right. Number two. Number two is we have to learn how to manage our thoughts. Oh, I love that. Our actions. And most especially, this is very hard for women, we really have to learn how to manage emotions. Oh. So many days we decide what activities we're going to do or not do based on how we feel. And leaders are not allowed to do that. What we have to do as leaders is decide, you know what, I may not be as high energy today as I was yesterday, but I still have to show up. Yep, And I, I agree. have to show up, yep, with a good smile on my face and being there, you know, for the team. And sometimes so, I have to show up with three cups of coffee, but nonetheless, I still show up. You know what I mean? Like, it depends. Yeah. I mean, if you're if it's a real rough start, I, if like this morning when I got a phone call saying, um, your show's starting in a few minutes, is something wrong? I'm like, yeah, what's wrong is the volume's down on my phone with my alarm. So <laughs> you show up regardless of, you know, the circumstances. All right, we've got enough time for number three. So consistency, manage your thoughts, actions, and manage your emotions. And number three? Number three, you know, is my whole career is staked on this, Angie, is you've got to have a plan on paper. Yep. You need to know what your vision is. You need to go know where you're going. It needs to be so clear and concise that you can articulate it to other people. Nobody wants to follow somebody who says, hey, I'm kind of trying out this business thing, and I thought maybe you might want to come along. You know, it just doesn't work that way. Every leader that I have followed, Angie, and all the people who have followed me, is because the plan has been so specific and so clear yeah and you're not just you're talking about every aspect whenever you talk about this i'm like it's where you're going on vacation who you're going with are you in an rv what city are you going to when are you going how long will you be there very specific things about your career as well and you are the uh, co-founder of infinite nation and uh, when i asked you who your co-founder was it is jesus I love that. I like because I'm like I don't know your co-founder, and you're like, yes, you do, and I'm like, yes, I do know him. All right, your website, Carrie, InfiniteNation.com. Excellent, and AngieAustinRadio.com. If you want to find out, you click on upcoming events, and you can find out about Carrie's conference with me, women's conference. It'll be life changing. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks for listening to the Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.